Welcome everybody to episode 36 of the Moneyline Madness podcast. I'm Andy B. I'm here with Maddie C. How we doing? Oh, I'm feeling good. It is a easy breezy Sunday morning, middle of June, and ready to talk some hoops, some NBA Finals game two, baby. I know you're ready. I well, already st- know. The nerves, are, we're a little closer. We're recording this a little later today, so we're a little closer. A lot of nerves settling in. Eight yeah. o'clock starts and a lot of nerves, but uh, yes, sir. It's 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 easy to be nervous when you're down, or when you're up one When you're down, it's it's really tough. But we're up, so I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Glad to hear. Definitely yeah. want want you to be feeling good pre episode. You know, that's what uh, I want to hear. It was quite a surprise. I I know we we usually don't do a reaction, but I just really quickly that in that game, the ending of that game, that fourth quarter. Might have been the most shots I've ever seen go in in a short period of time. That was insane. It was incredible. Like, you guys were doing everything right. Golden State was doing everything wrong. It was just, like, it, it was almost fake. Like, I was watching it, and I was like, is this felt real fake. life right now? Like, it just doesn't seem like that ever happens to a team like the Warriors. And then for you guys to, what was it, like a 24-0 total run? Like, just something seven, absurd. I think it was 24-3, to three, but I know they went on a 17-0 run there. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And then they, you finish the quarter outscoring them 40-16. to 16. Yeah, Like, was, if you're the if you're Golden State, that's just, it's inexcusable. Yeah. So, kudos to you, man. Congrats on game one, and I hope you guys have a good night tonight. And also, to Draymond Green out there. You did not dominate the entire game. He said, I think the quote was, we dominated 41 minutes. Dude, you were down at halftime. All right, you didn't dominate anything. They dominated the third quarter, which that you talked about. We talked about the keys to the Celtics winning. It's remembering that there's four quarters in a game, and in the third one, you have to play well because they might be the worst third quarter team I've seen in a long time. They are. That it's like they forget the quarter exists. Yeah, and the Warriors tend to make their comeback in the third quarter yeah. more often yeah. than not. So tonight it's going to be key to you know play all four quarters, and we're going to yeah. need to see that superstar version of Jason Tatum tonight, especially you know being that he only had that what was it what was his points last week yeah i mean clear unders obviously oh yeah it was just like not he i wouldn't say that he looked awful what his assist line was he had 11 assists he had 13 13 he finished with 13 so like he was distributing and i'll give him that and like at least you know if he's not going to score the basketball an insane amount he's at least dishing and finding Jalen, you know the open man but He's got to come out and score more if they want to take game two because yeah. something like that is not going to happen every night to a team like the Golden State Warriors. Three for 17 cannot happen again. And I said this from the, from his first shot. It looked bad. And I was like, I think he's like in his own head. And he probably was. It was his first NBA Finals game. He's probably yeah, thinking. Super young. For this. Yeah. And Jalen Brown, hats off to tw- that, that fourth quarter. He willed them back into the game. Exactly like I said he needed to when Tatum wasn't playing well. So it was... That's how they got to play. I mean, if one star is not there, the the truth is, and I know you're going to talk about them later, for the Warriors, their star right now is Curry. Curry's fourth quarter was terrible. Clay didn't step up. Tatum was pretty much terrible the, most of the game in terms of his scoring. Jalen stepped up. Whose second star steps up if their first star is not playing well? This week, the last last game it was the Celtics. Will it be Clay today if Curry's taken out? So. No, absolutely. It all comes down to depth, truthfully. And that's why a lot of people thought that the Warriors were a clear, you know, victor for this series because their team is just so deep. I mean, you go to every guy in that roster and they could shoot the ball. 
And the Celtics have obviously a deep squad. We've learned that now as this uh, postseason stretch has continued. <laughs> Since Derek White's had a kid, he's become literally he's become the <laughs> second Jordan, coming of I mean. yeah. He's just sham god out there. But I ultimately think that we do see a better game from Tatum tonight. Um, I'm going to be taking his over points and rebounds prop. That sits at 33 and a half. And I just can't imagine another game where we get a Tatum stinker, truthfully. Like, he's that type of player. And like I said, even last game, although he stunk putting the ball in the basket, he was still able to find guys around him and dish. Um, I'm not taking his assists on that line because those 13 did inflate that stat a little bit. So I'm going to be taking this over on points and rebounds, 33 and a half. I'm expecting at least 25 to 28 from him. So the rest of the rebounds don't seem too much to ask for. And I'm going to ride with that one tonight for sure. Well, they, they're going to need 25 to 28 because you would expect Horford's not going to hit 26 again. Derek White's probably not going to touch 21 again. So they're going to need somebody to make up for that. As, um, 100%. And you got near 20 from Marcus Smart as well. Cashing yeah. our pick from last episode. Absolutely. We we hit on a few because we hit the Jalen one. We hit we hit that one. I think we didn't. Did we hit Jordan Poole? I think I might have said he was over. I have him again over. We didn't okay. talk about him. He was, he was not terrible. Um, I'm looking up the stats here. He was. Um, he was okay. I had his over on threes. Points. Yeah, I had his over on threes yeah. that didn't hit. It just seems like he gets to that one and a half, and he always hits the one. It's just whether that second one goes down. And like I said, I'm pretty sure I said it the last episode. The volume is always there. You know, <laughs> like he he's never not shooting. It's just a matter of fact, as if he has somewhat of a hotter hand that yeah. night. And last night or the other night, we just didn't see that. But we had Marcus Smart come in, make up for it big time, along with Big Al. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, for for Jordan, it was like you kind of you wish he was like you obviously wish he wasn't on the team because when Curry came out and Curry obviously that first quarter was ridiculous. I don't know who was playing defense on him, but it was not the Celtics. Um. And uh, when Jordan Poole came in, it was like, they're so similar. They are very similar styles, but he just wasn't hitting. He was getting open. I mean, they were not guard. Like, Otto Porter was being left open. Like, they were leaving everybody open. They just weren't hitting. So they're, if they can hit their shots, then I, that's why I have, uh, I have Jordan Poole's over. Because, I mean, if you're getting five threes, expect I have him his, to get a few more. And he'll exactly. Hit. I have his over on threes again tonight. Minus yeah. one and a half. I just don't see why like that wouldn't hit tonight. You know, he's looking for a bounce back game in game two. And honestly, I think to go along with my other pick, I think that everyone's going to be so focused on Curry tonight that Clay and Poole could somewhat eat. So you pick Poole. I'm going to ride with Clay Thompson tonight and his over on points. That sits at 19 and a half. And I think tonight we're going to see a little bit of a Clay game being that he saw himself taking a step back, you know, game one. And he wasn't that same offensive player we've come to know him as. So I believe he comes back into his old form. And 20 points isn't even that much to ask for. So I think at home, game two, Clay should be able to do that for us. I like that one. I like that one. I actually have that as well. So Clay over. There you go. Um, Let's do it. Kill that one. I was going to say, you're going to hit me with this last one. I think you got one or two more, right? For Big Al. So I I love doing some uh, player performance doubles, and um, I'm going to hit one for the Warriors right now. I'm not going to say a Celtics one. My expectation, I said it last game, and I'm saying it again, I don't expect Boston to be going back to Boston up 2-0. Now that they won the first game, I don't see Golden State losing tonight. Obviously, I'm a fan, so I have my my rooting interest. What an unbiased professional Yes. Uh, sports perspective from yes. Andy B. May I that's, just comment on that? That's what wow. we do a lot over of class here. over here. That's what we do over here. I mean, listen, I'm hoping I'm wrong. Obviously, I have to hope I'm wrong. But 
Um, I expect Golden State to win, and obviously I had Jordan Poole's over. His his number was 13.5. I expect him to get 16, 17. So Jordan Poole, 15-plus, and a Golden State win. That's That feels good to me. That's plus 205. Now, you just said Al Horford. Al Horford, I, I, wa- I saw a slow-mo of his shot. Somebody on the on, at Mo Sports Network posted it yesterday, and, and it actually does look like he's blocking his own shot when he shoots a three. So I don't know how he makes it, but he sinks them. So. Over one and a half threes tonight. He the volume is going to be there. I know Draymond said they can't. They he can shoot all those shots. He's not going to make them. Al Horford's been this type of player, like since his first tour in Boston. If you leave him open from three, he's going to make it, and he's going to shoot it. He's not afraid to shoot it. I don't. Know, so, it doesn't take that much to close out a shooter like that, too. Like no. it's not ruining you know your defensive setup or scheme closing out Al Horford, especially yeah. when he's been giving you buckets. Yeah, and also. It's it's such a slow motion. It's not like he has a quick motion and can just go up like Tatum does. Tatum's motion's pretty quick. Jalen's is pretty quick. Al needs to set up for his motion. He yeah, it's not just to catch and, and shoot. Like you yeah. have time to get out on the shooter. You have there. time to defend him. So I, that was bad job by them. The volume's gonna be there because if they don't guard Al, they're gonna have to. They're not gonna be guarding somebody else. They're gonna guard. They're not gonna guard Al like that. They're gonna leave him open. That's just it's kind of how their game plan's been, unfortunately. And I don't expect them to adjust it because if you're not guarding Al. Tatum or Brown are out there somewhere. So um, that's my expectation. He'll still have the volume because I'd rather have Al Horford beat me than one of the two stars. So Kerr's not going to not gonna do too much on Al. So over one and a half threes feels. The volume will be there. So I feel like that's a pretty good one. I'm going to hop on the back of that as well with Al. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Just name dropping him one last time. But I'm going to drop his points over on that. 11 and a half coming in at minus 110. If you know he's been cashing that pretty consistently throughout these playoffs, I think there's only been two or three games in the past two series entirely, including this game one, that he hasn't hit that. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I think it was the one game in Milwaukee where he literally didn't score, but you look, he had like eight, nine rebounds, and that's the type of player he is. So intangibles, absolutely. Yeah. Al Horford's bringing everything to the table, and he's been that veteran that the Celtics really yeah. needed. And nobody would have thought that Al Horford was the missing piece, but. Hey, he's having himself a great series, and hopefully he can make Draymond eat a little bit more of his words tonight. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but the NBA on Twitter, and and listen, we love Twitter. It's how we're trying to make our living here, but um, we love Twitter. But a lot of you guys are very funny in the comments section of the NBA. They posted a NBA Finals um, MVP ladder, and who do you think would be number one right now? It's been one game. It's Al Horford. He had the best game by far. And everybody's commenting, you're doing this already. How is he the MVP? Clearly, Curry's going to win the MVP. Like, there's been one game. Warriors aren't winning the series. So clearly, Al, right now, after one game, is the MVP. MVP. And let's also talk about that prop that we had discussed on the last episode. We brought up Al. Yeah, that leading three-point percentage in the series. Who did we? Who did I come in and say, "Oh, I plus oh, yeah. fourteen hundred for the value of it"? Could be a little bit of a dark horse. You think Al about fucking Horford, and he comes out and he hits not only the most threes, but on the highest percentage in the game. Yeah. Could you? So let's say he goes one of four tonight. Let's say he only shot four. He'll shoot more. But see, he was one for four. He's still seven of twelve for the series. That's how good he was the other night. So that bet. Looks so good because if he has another game even similar to that, I think you can pretty much lock that one and guarantee that one. Because as good as Curry was, uh, let's see what his percentage was. Curry was still seven of fourteen. So, or that's free throw. Sorry, um, three of no, no, that was seven of fourteen from the three point line. So he was fifty. Al was what? What is that? Six of eight. That's eighty percent, right? 
Yeah, nah, Al, so, is, Al is scary yeah. in these streets, bro. Al <laughs> so is scary. Go. You got to get out on that man's or else he's making yeah. you pay, bro. And I'm just checking right now. Uh, series highest three-pointers made average. You could get Al Horford right now for plus 3,400, bro. Oh, my God. That's insane, though. That's like, but after a game like that, you think that would go down, like... What I don't know. But then again, they're saying series highest three-pointers made. He's got six. I mean, Curry has seven, so. Yeah, that's probably what they're anticipating is that well, Curry's, Curry's going to shoot, shoot a hell of a lot more than him. Yeah. I thought it was free throws. He shot 14 threes. So, Sheesh. Good <laughs> like, God. And that was within the fourth quarter when they were really locking him down. He couldn't shoot from three. Yeah. Incredible. But it's going to be a great game tonight. I think that you guys obviously have a good shot being that you're the Boston Celtics, but two games, stealing two games on the road in the NBA finals, just, you don't see it much. So I probably, you know, I'm going to assume the Warriors take tonight goes on at eight o'clock. We're going to be giving you guys any types of live bets, any updates on some of these rosters that do come out. So make sure you're following us on Twitter at ML Madness Pod. Drop a follow on the Instagram and TikTok as well. We're keeping you guys updated on all of our picks, dropping fresh new uh, cover photos with every episode and giving you guys basically, I mean, our last clip, Marcus Smart's over. That was free cash. Free so cash. If, you, uh, if you're one of those people that doesn't like listening to the full episode, you can find our clips for our pick of the day right on yeah. Instagram. Hell yeah. And, um, yeah, uh, for the for the game time tonight, eight o'clock. I wish they would keep it that way. Me personally. too. Eight o'clock cool. is a perfect game time. Yeah, it's there's only two games that start at eight o'clock too. It's very weird. Really? But, huh. Yeah. If there's a game seven, I believe. Oof. The only other one. <laughs> we, I guess we shall see. We shall see. We shall see. Well, I got a couple more baseball picks for the people, just to add on a little bit of bankroll, real quick. Uh, if you want to give yours first, and then I'll come right back at you and match you with one. Absolutely. I mean, baseball's. Uh, we've been talking about it for so long that L.A. and New York have run baseball. Well, the Angels, as I think we both anticipated, are pretty much out of the way now. They've lost 10 straight. They're gone. Courtesy but, of the Yankees as well. Courtesy of the Yankees. some punches and in there. more embarrassingly, they are in danger of getting swept today by the Phillies. So. Nice. As much as we love to shit on the Phillies, nice weekend for them after firing Joe Girardi. Good for yes, them. Yes, sir. Yes. So, um, but we've talked about it at pretty much at nauseum for everybody. New York, LA. Well, there's a New York, LA series going on again, and it's the Mets and Dodgers. And I don't know if you've watched any of it. I, the first two games to me felt like a wash. The Mets looked terrible. I think they hit like 150 as a team mm-hmm. yesterday. However, maybe a game of the year for the Mets, and they've had a lot of them. The Pete Alonso's two home runs. I mean, we had most sports was posting them all night. I mean, they were everywhere. He was. He looks at the plate. He looks so comfortable. He's he an looks MVP like an MVP candidate. Right now. Yeah, looks like an MVP. an MVP candidate. Him and Aaron Judge are literally right yeah. there for MVP. Him and and a team I'm going to bring up later, the Padres. They have an MVP candidate too. In the, in the, in the, yeah, Manny with Manny Machado. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I am guessing of like. If there was one of those three that would fall off, though, I'm guessing it'd be Manny Machado. I, I would think so, too. I would. And that's just because he's so he's playing at such a high level that it's it's a little over what he usually does. But yeah, and he, he's been a, he's been a great player and he's a little yeah. bit over on the scale uh, yeah. age spectrum of things. Yeah, he's getting up there. Now. But uh, no, he's still I mean, I wanted him as a Yankee just like two years ago. So. I know. I know Yankee fans were very upset when he went to the Padres. It was yeah. very weird at the time. Now it makes sense. But it does. So. The Mets, uh, Mets Dodger series has been great. This is game. This is game four. The Mets are going for a split today. Trevor Williams on the mound. That 
pretty much strikes fear in me. And Julio Urias on the other side. So I'm thinking runs today. And yep. uh, I've got over nine. And the over reason I the okay. reason I'm so confident is more because I love Trevor Williams, but he's decent at best. So he'll probably give up four to five. And then I was going to say he's given some fly balls yeah. up, right? So I could definitely yeah. see a couple homers coming off the bat of the Dodgers when you got a lineup like that against a fly ball pitcher like Williams. I don't know. It scares me for sure. Yeah. And and they the Mets had to use some very very big relievers last night. So uh, Drew Drew Smith had the pitch, Chase and Street. Pretty much everybody you want to pitch pitched. Gotcha. So that's a the bullpen might give up some runs today too. So that's a high scoring game, I would think. So yeah, I mean, hopefully you guys could just claw it out. And if your hopefully. offense has been playing the way that your offense has the past week, you know, I would say even with the over and even with Williams giving up a few, you know, dongs here and there, I think you guys still have a chance to win. Absolutely. It's a little bit different of a Mets team than we've seen in the past few years, so they're not just going to roll over and die when uh, things start getting a little tough against a team like the Dodgers. I'm going to keep it in the National League. Um, I know you, we talk a lot of shit about this team, uh, the Braves, and how they've fallen off since you know their playoff run last year. But I do have them winning tonight. We discussed pre-episode that they're going for a sweep against the Rockies tonight in course. Um, I have them hitting that minus one and a half. Obviously, in course, the runs are going to be flowing. Uh, they shouldn't have really a problem going up against Feltner. Um, the guy's got a, like a 7 ERA at the moment. Not scaring me too much. The Braves, at the end of the day, the Braves do have a good squad. They just really haven't found a way to put it all together on the offensive side. So I think that tonight against a you know a crappy team like the Rockies, they should be able to get this sweep because they really need it. Yeah, I, I agree. Unfortunately, they're I think they're gonna sweep. I mean, they've they've gained a whole two games on the Mets here so far. They they are at this point wins, so we're not so far behind that we might have to sell at the deadline type yep. team right now. So the the first three games, actually you said that the runs have been flowing on Friday. I think they were the first game ever to go extra innings at nothing nothing. That is that is uh, our second Mets? game ever. No, no, no. The Braves rock oh. at Coors Field. Oh, no. I was talking about the Mets, the Mets offense with the runs flowing. But oh, oh, oh gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah no, so, the, no, I'm not expecting much from the Braves offense. Yeah, that's, that's right now. Not. I want them to cover my one and a half tonight. But yeah, <laughs> I'm not. They, they're not putting on no offensive barrage over at Coors. Yeah. So let's just say that. Gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, the, the Braves, they're at the point where they're clawing and they need to win every single game at this point. And it's early. It's still early in the season, but it feels like that right now. So. That's definitely something, but my my pick I alluded to it the Padres. Um, I think we differ on this one, which is, we do. is what it is. I've got the Padres just winning the game. I got no run, no uh, spreads or anything. I got uh, Padres money line at plus one hundred eight. Clevenger Lauer, great pitching matchup. I think the Padres just have a little bit more offense for them. I think I don't know if maybe it's me getting a little bit greedy just simply off of the you know the stats that I've been seeing from Lauer as of late. But I'm going with the minus one and a half for the Brewers, being that they're at home. That comes in at plus 164. And I just, I don't know, there's something about this Brew Crew squad that I just think that they have a little bit more energy and kind of like electricity to them than the the Padres do at the moment. I know the Padres have been also playing somewhat better at baseball. Um, they did shut the Brewers out on Friday. They, like literally 7 nothing shit on these guys. So I'm expecting if the if the Brewers want to make any type of uh, series out of this after losing their first two, they got to come back and win tonight. They got to put up runs. They went two straight nights without putting up a run. So it's pretty ugly for them right now. 
Yeah. I'm expecting them to come out and say, like have somewhat of an offense. Just give me enough to cash this minus one and a half at plus 164. I might be getting a little bit greedy, but I'm just going to throw a half unit on that just for the value of it. Greed means wealth sometimes. Greed means wealth. I, I would hope so, maybe in this case. <laughs> yeah. I would hope so. I do have one more baseball pick for you, keeping it in the National League. And I don't know, we've just we've really been enjoying picking on the Chicago Cubs. Yeah. I know you enjoy picking on Marcus Stroman in particular. How about um, him the other day? I was going to say, he got nine earned runs. shelled <laughs> in like 10 hits, nine earned runs. Yeah. Like, not his day. <laughs> not, not his season, maybe. You know, he had it. He um, bought it. He bought tickets for a young child, and he was sitting in a suite just to see Marcus Stroman. And I can tell you that child was probably not happy. I'm gonna guess. No. no. Well, we'll just. Ho- I mean, if that you ever see the thing with the Red Sox where kids eat free if the Red Sox win. Well, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad he isn't playing for Boston. Let's just yeah. say that because not only would that kid see him suck, but then he's also going home starving. Yeah. So. That's- well, anyways, enough of the trash on them. I'm going to be talking about um, keeping it in the National League. Adam Wainwright and the Cardinals. I mean, I don't know how you could get a better matchup than this for St. Louis. Minus one and a half at plus 128. The Cardinals have been mashing lately. Like, the Cardinals are a good squad right now. It's kind of weird because they don't have those electrifying names like the Dodgers, like the Mets, like the Yankees. But the Cardinals have been mashing. At minus one and a half, that comes in at plus 128 against a bad team like the Cubs. I'm going to ride with that, and that's going to be my big hammer for the day, coming in at a one, 1.5 unit play. Um, I'm way, that's probably the most confident I am for any of my baseball picks. So if you're looking for one pick to hammer home, we're going Cardinals minus one and a half. Yeah, I would be confident in that too. Paul Goldschmidt has also looked like an MVP candidate, and he actually just had a 25-game hit streak uh, snapped yesterday. Very sad, actually. Um, and the same day, Trey Turner had his 26-game hit streak snapped, so that was a bad day for hit streaks. But yeah, that they definitely the Cardinals have been have been hitting lately, and if they could just get Harrison Bader going, their offense has no holes in it. It's just that the bullpen is just dreadful. Yeah, no, it, it really bullpen. is the bullpen. I mean, I think the problem was pulling Jordan Hicks from the bullpen and then trying to change him into a starter. Yeah. I just, I can't stand when any team does that. I remember being a kid, the Yankees tried doing that with Jabba Chamberlain and it, he was yeah. my favorite player at the time. It pissed me off so much, man, because yeah. those guys never come back the same. Never. But and That's what happened with Chapman too. Chapman, they tried exactly, that. And that yeah. would have been... That would have been insane, but it, you see, it. like the guy. I mean, even now he sucks. Like it's yeah. just a, that it. The guys never come back to that same caliber of reliever that they were. We got a little bit of time. How do you feel about Miguel Andujar wanting out? How do we feel about that? We got a little bit of time before we gotta. I mean, big Yankee. It's whatever. Here. It's whatever to me. Like I don't. I don't know. I'm not emotionally see, attached to Miguel Andujar anymore. I, maybe like three years ago, that would have been like, oh man, Andujar wants out. But like. <laughs> We have like our team is so set, bro. Like I'm cool with Josh Donaldson being our everyday third baseman if he's going to come out and hit 260. Mm-hmm. Like what the hell? The yeah. guy's playing his ass off, so he isn't bringing bringing rain like he was in uh you know Toronto. Yeah. But he's been playing good enough to where I'm not thinking about you know Andujar. I'm not thinking about Urshela. I'm not thinking about Voight. Any of these guys mm-hmm. that were you know last season's team or two seasons ago. You know that's whatever to me at this point. But I think the sad part about that is is next year. When he's, because I'm assuming they're going to trade Andujar, I think the Giants should go after him, but that Gallo's probably going to be gone, and now you're going to be left without both of them. Wait, I feel like. Did you did you see the no? You know, finish your thought. I'm sorry. No, no, you were. I was done. I think I think it's going to be bad that both of them are because I think choosing Gallo over him is very silly. Well, Gallo's not very good. 
did you see Joey Gallo? What happened with him? No, I did not. What happened? Dude, with Joey him? Gallo is taking a leave of absence from baseball to go help the yellow eyed penguins in their I don't think that's from- true. It's he posted it on his Instagram, bro. I don't think that's true. I think you're getting I think you're getting um I'm what not is it getting sacked, bro. McCoffin? I'm not getting ball sack sports, bro. I think it's literally ball. on his Instagram. It's absurd. He went to college, right? He went to I think I want to say Arizona State University or something like that. And uh he, Are you sure you're not getting McCockinard right now? Bro, I'm very positive. He went and he studied the endangerment of yellow eyed penguins in school in college. And to the point where now that they are like very close to being extinct, he wants to come back and uh I think this is McCockner. I think it I'm looking on his right now and it's not le- it's not loading. So I can't say that I this me, could be a clip. This could be a clip if we're getting McCockered right now. It could. Let's say. I, I could I think, say. I, maybe Joe, oh, dude, you know what it might be? Was it New York Port Sports? Bro, all all I search is Joey Gallo Penguins. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Uh, yeah, Joe but, Gallo Penguins comes up before anything. There but the thing that gets me is like I would I would, you know, say that I got sacked if that's the case. But I'm seeing well, more did, and more this, this is what happened. So it is New York Port Sports. Shout out to them. They are hilarious. Okay. Um it was a fake so I'm gonna show it to you right now. It was it was it says verified, but it's a fake screenshot. Thing. Okay. Yeah, it's I only got screenshot. that sent to me. Yeah, so I actually want to sit down with um everybody at Mo Sports Network because Mo got McCockered yesterday too by really? NBA Central O by the no, double L at the yeah, end. Yeah, And they posted something I don't remember what it was, but it was so. Uh, oh, it was Russell Westbrook said he was still a max contract player. He said I'm uh, clearly still a max guy. I'm clearly still that guy. Just look at my triple doubles. And I was like, <laughs> there's no way that's true. Yeah. And then I see and Mo tweets it out and he's like. This is clear. This is clear. Uh, he was like, um, "This guy's delusional" or something, and I was just thinking, "I'm like, what are we? Are we all getting McCockner now? What are we doing?" Yeah, honestly, though, I'm I'm reading more and more on this Joey Gallo thing. Not only have they been trying to push this, I guess, agenda of the Penguins yes. thing for months, bro. I'm seeing they tweets back out. to December. No, yeah. I'm not even just talking about him getting off the team. They're tweeting about him going and saving Penguins back in December. The, the same thing. Call him <laughs> Dr. Joey Gallo. Like, well, Joey is going to save the yellow New Zealand and yellow-eyed penguins. And then I see another tweet that Evan Roberts actually made, like broke the story on him with... Oh, my Carmen. God. You know what? I do remember hearing about that. Evan Roberts got McCockered on online. For anybody who's wondering what McCockered means, uh, Barry McCockner is a fake name that used to get Skip Bayless every day. That, I think it was the James Harden thing that got him one day. Um, and they make fake stories on Twitter and they try to trick real hosts. And I know Stephen A's gotten beat on it. Skip everybody. And now Matt's been been beat up on it there. And and uh, I'm I'm just glad I caught that because uh, I don't want to spread no fake news about the no, uh, yellow great... penguins. Although, yeah, hey, no, if not. he did decide to do that, I would fully support him. Yeah, I would support him, too, because he's batting fucking 130, dude. <laughs> Get him off my team, bro. By any means, go help all the animals, bro. You could go be the fucking next Steve Irwin if you want to. If it means not playing for the New York Yankees ever again, please go save every, like, go, go bring save. the fucking woolly mammoths back if that's what it oh, means. Yeah. Like, please, bro. Wow. So, interesting um, turn from Miguel Andujar to saving the yeah, Penguins. Interesting, very interesting turn that we took on this, the end of this episode. Yes. But. 
I wouldn't want it any other way. I and uh, I don't know. You you have anything else to add for this episode? Because I, I feel like just yelling I, at Penguin. I think right in the in the um the caption for this episode, it should say, "Don't be McCockner." Personally, that's what I. Yeah, think no, that. we'll definitely make sure to uh, double check our sources. Spread and that even, to the you people. know, I I can't even trust Evan Roberts anymore in WFAN <laughs> because he's Evan. out here breaking the same story, and uh, apparently Joey Gallo is not saving the Yellow Eyed Penguins as much yeah. as I thought. He well, is certainly not saving the Yankees lineup either. Uh, yeah, no, definitely not saving the Yankees lineup. That <laughs> is for sure. I think that's going to wrap it up for Moneyline Madness <laughs> yes, episode fifty six. I, I think um, it will. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, I know Andy B is very excited for this game. Just yes, honestly, seven hours away. So seven hours away. Yeah. Good luck tonight, Andy. And uh, like I said, if you guys want any live updates, you know, any more news on any type of endangered species that could be getting saved, uh, we're going to be giving you updates on Twitter at ML Madness Pod. Same thing on Instagram or TikTok, ML Madness Pod. We're going to be posting clips, pics, everything, all of that. But without further ado, this has been Moneyline Madness, episode 36. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and have a good Sunday. Peace. Go Celtics.